more records in Frederick Fredrickson's Top 10 Hits next week. Really? This is what passes for music nowadays? Ugh. And now on Huron City Radio, food and recipes with Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet. week's edition of Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet. <laughs> Joining me tonight, a new co-host, fresh from his little gray ship and the midnight hour, a warm welcome to Tom Bobajobski. Greetings, landlubbers. Oh, you're on land now, Tom. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Old habits die hard. Well, they need to die off quickly. Whatever you say, Linda. Galinda. What? This is Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet. Wait, that, that's your real name? Of course it's my real name. Yeah, see, I, I thought you added the guh. And, and then maybe your, your name was really Linda. <laughs> How's life on dry land working out for you, Tom? What with no producer or show? Hey, now, there's no need for that. <laughs> but tonight on Look, my show, told, we have right? the creative genius and twice incarcerated celebrity chef Randolph Frozenfecker, who will be performing his word, not mine, performing a brand new recipe live on air exclusively for me. Cooking on radio? Welcome, Randolph. Hello, Galinda. And aren't you smelling like a gourmet's delight this evening? <laughs> and hello, Mr. Baba Jopsky. Love the show, Tom. Absolutely love it. Can't believe it's not running right now. Yeah, well, thank you, Gandalf. It's going to be back soon, right? Yeah, I'm afraid that's out of my hands. Out of my hands. And you love this show, too, don't you, Randolph? Well... Well, he loves my show, Galinda. Of course, of course, Galinda. Uh, hey, Tom, maybe we can share a few seagull recipes later. Why, yes, sure. Fantastic birds, if prepared correctly. They are? No! Randolph, it's been a few years since since you've been on the show. Such are the hazards of being a maverick genius, I'm afraid. Well, I'm very pleased you're out now, and I'm even more delighted that you will be trying a new recipe. Yes, first time ever performed. Another exclusive on Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet! But not the recipe I originally had planned for you, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I know. We had to shove the poulet d'anson episode. It's your loss. That's all I'm saying. Your loss. Hmm. But you will be back later in the show to prepare chocolate pork Chocolate with... pork with an agitation of apples and spinach, topped with an electric sauce, featuring real volts. Thank you, Randolph. Catch you later, Tom. Yep, see you, Randolph. <coughs> you okay there? You need a glass of water? <laughs> script, Tom, script. What? Oh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, coming up later, I'll be getting my hands filthy as we prepare a basic vegetable stock. But now it's time to see what's going on in the world of food in the Greywater area with this week's gastric gossip. Sounds like a euphemism for the shit. I never agreed to having you on. Never! 
Hi, Melanie Lemony here with all the gastric gossip from in and around Huron City in the Greywater area. And to begin with, good news! <laughs> the annual showcase for the Huron City Culinary Institute saw record attendees this weekend, while at the same time having less cases of food poisoning than any other previous year. Institute Chief Howie Awal says that after all the inquests, it's a tribute to the quality of their teaching that they are now coming up to five years without an event fatality. And next up, news that on Tuesday, the Happy Hippie Diner will be hosting another of its extremely popular homegrown pot pie competitions. Organizers say that the judging starts at five. Yeah, and may go on like, you know, a long time, maybe. There's no rush. Pull up a beanbag. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and now, some spicy news. Things are really heating up in downtown here on City, where the public's insatiable desire for Tex-Mex food outlets has seen the addition of two more of such establishments. The opening of the hugely popular chain Azteco Taco, together with locally owned outlet The Border Wall, now makes a grand total of 27 different restaurants selling vaguely authentic regional cuisine, each as indistinguishable as the next. Expect some great deals as businesses compete for customers, plus an impending violent turf war. Finally, some sad news. Uncle Jack's Coney Shack's opening of their new diner had to be put on hold when Billy the Bull, the special guest and first up to be used in their Colonel Beefheart special sauce, went apeshit and smashed through the front window. But not before destroying a nine-year-old girl's birthday party taking place and sending half the guests to the ER. A spokesperson for Uncle Jack said, from me, Melanie Lemony. More gastric gossip next time. You do what you're fucking told! Fine. Thank you, Melanie! More food news next week! And now, in our Back to Basics feature, Tom is going to help me prepare a vegetable stock, a staple for any serious home kitchen. You eat staples? <laughs> Always having a laugh, aren't you, Tom? Yeah, well, it beats the alternative, Glinda. For the vegetable stock, you need a variety of vegetables. We have a large white onion, celery, carrots, garlic, and the magic ingredient of a bouquet garni of parsley. A bucket? Thyme. A bucket of what? <laughs> Just start chopping the vegetables, Tom. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't see a bucket. <laughs> start with this carrot. Yes, so traditional bouquet garni with parsley, thyme, bay leaves, and some rosemary. A pinch of... Speed it up a little, Tom, could you? Look, I'm going as fast as I can. We're not on the tiny boat now. No, no, we're not. We're in a tiny studio, aren't we? Faster, Tom. A little faster. So while Tom is chopping his little heart out there, I'll start by heating a little olive oil in a large stock pot. For God's sake, come on! All right, I'm trying. Me that. No, this is my job. I'm the co-host who chops. You said. All the vegetables should be done by now. No, I've never done this before. What do you expect? Like this? Here, is this better? Oh, 
Well, the pieces are nowhere near the same size. What, you want me to use a ruler now? Don't give, give me hey, that Hey, no, I'm chopping. Don't let me get it done. Oh, shit, 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 my finger. Oops. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, careful now, the blood's getting on my carrots. Medic, get the medic. Hold tight, Delinda. Oh, you fucking moron, Baba Jumpsky! Calm down, dear, calm down. Okay. Hey, is this yours, Linda? Oh my god, that's nearly half of it! Hey, yeah, you're right. Same size as some of my carrot pieces. Look, I was getting better. Okay, get her out. Delay, people. Delay. All yours, Tom. All yours. Uh, well, uh, sorry about that, listeners, but be sure to visit our website for that recipe, including the bucket of garnish, because as promised, it's time now for our celebrity chef, Randall Frozenfecker, to show you how the professionals do it. Hey, Tom. Bad luck for Galinda there. Yes, most unfortunate. Now, my notes here tell me you have this rather unusual pork and chocolate dish that you're going to make. Uh, care to tell our listeners the origin of this most unusual dish? I could, Tom, but that would be rather dull. <laughs> true. Yes, that, that's true. You know, I could prepare the brand new recipe I had originally planned for this show. Yeah, I don't uh, really know about that. The lame Galindo was not up for it. <laughs> well, yeah, she is not the most adventurous of presenters. But... A legend like you, you'd be up for it, surely now. You, what do you think so? Poulet dansant épicé. Hmm, doesn't that sound wondrous? Yeah, maybe, uh, you know what, maybe you're right. I can get the ingredients. Yeah. Uh, they're in my car. You want me to? I can go get them. Uh, yeah, okay, D do, do that. Yeah, you, you know what, let's take this show up a notch. Great! I knew you'd be up for it, Tom. Won't be a second. <laughs> All right, sure. Now, uh, while Randall goes and fetches his uh, ingredients, I'll uh, just uh, clear up the last of the blood. Uh, put the tip of the index finger in the freezer here, and... Uh... All right, here on uh, Glenda's Gastric Guts with me, your host, Tom Babajowski. We'll be raising the bar with something never performed on radio before. Here. Here we go, Tom. I have everything we need. Wow, that, that is a large sack. I'm always prepared, Tom. Hell's bells, what a huge cleaver. Sharp as they come. Poulet d'Ancien Epice. Of uh, French origin, then. Uh, is it this, uh, this dish? Uh, yeah... Possibly, Tom. Possibly. Uh, hey, uh, that, that sack, it, it's moving, Rangolf. It's a recipe that requires the freshest of ingredients. Poulet d'Ancien Epice. That's poulet, that's chicken. Uh, uh, correct there, Mr. Babajowski. Uh, D'Ancien, uh, dancing. Easy now. Easy now. Epice. Epice, that, that's spicy. 
Wait a minute. Spicy dancing chicken? Oh, fuck me. It's alive. <laughs> of course. A dead chicken can't dance. But, but, but. Uh, hold still, you little bastard. What the? Take the spice mix. Huh? Take this tub of spices, Tom. Well, then, then what? As soon as I chop its head off, pour my unique blend of spices onto its open neck. What? And watch the little fucker dance and dance around like nothing else on earth. Oh no, dear God, frozen fucker, you maniac. No. <laughs> you have been listening to Shore Leave with Tom Babajowski. Episode 1, Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet. You heard the voices of me, Tom Babajowski. Jamie Leslie as Galinda, Andy St. Cor as Randolph Frozenfecker, Rachel Kearney as Melanie Lemony, and Marty Snarsky as the floor manager. The show was written, directed, produced, and edited by Daniel Williams. Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Media production for Huron City Radio. Following the lunchtime news on Huron City Radio, it's time for our weekly look at the world of money and finance with SM4. Welcome to Sturgis's More Money Matters magazine here on the Huron City Radio. My co-host for tonight is none other than the Midnight Hours, Tom Babajowski. He joins us fresh from his brief stint on Galinda's Gastronomic Gourmet. A good afternoon to you, Tom. <laughs> Jeez, you, you talk so quickly. Well, time is money, Tom, and Tom, it's money time. What? Today, our guest will help you make more money on Sturgis's More Money Matters magazine, or SM4. I, I'm sorry, I can't But up. before we meet them, Tom, what can you tell me about your money matters? How have you made more money matter throughout your career? Uh, well, uh, I guess, wait, what's that again? Money, Tom, what do you know about money? I, I don't know, the, the money makes the, the world go round? Sturgeon? It's Sturgis. Is it? Yes. <laughs> oh boy, you know, I, I never knew I'd been pronouncing it wrong all these years. Pronouncing what wrong? Oh, the big fish. What? Uh, the, the sturgeon. And it's actually been called the Sturgis all along. Okay, Ooh. I was warned. I was warned. <clears throat> Coming back later, we have an interview with Ellie Vapor. An elevator? Uh, who is here to talk about her new investment app, which specifically aimed at the under-12s. You may remember Ellie from last year when she demonstrated her other kid-friendly financial apps. Financial apps. The award-winning schoolyard bully accountancy app and the top-rated pocket money guilt trip app. Wait, what the hell is a financial app? And now a quick word with Cram Badgerton, who will be coming up later on the show. Hi, Cram! Hi there, Sturgis. Hi, Tom. Used to listen to your show back in the day. What day? Well, when it was actually on. Oh, I see. Hey, I, I think we've met before. No, I, I d- d- don't think we have, have we? No, I'm sure. You, your face looks familiar, but but not your name. Yep, sorry, Tom. Can't help you. I knew you spent a lot of time on your little ship. Yeah, but I, I still have a memory. All alone without another person to talk to. 
Now, Cram, you're going to be telling us about your new business group, the Traders Without Added Taxes Symposium. Uh, that's right, Sturgis, or the TWATS for short. TWATS. Sounds fascinating, Cram. A group of twats? <laughs> Talk later, Cram. Well, you know, I am sure I've seen him somewhere before. I just, <clears throat> uh, hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, Tom. Right. Uh, well, uh, before we talk with our first guest, Ellie Vapor, it is time to check in with Nelson Arithmetic for all this week's money news and more Money Matters Greywater Area Financial Roundup. Well, I, you know, I just never forget a face. No, but you forgot that that was your damn introduction. Money, money, money. Must be honey in a rich man's hive. Nelson Arithmetic here with Greywater Money Blast. This week, sponsored by Rat Shit Carcino, the only drive through casino in the kitten state. Play by the wheel while you're at the wheel. Buckle up and let us deal. First up, new chairman of Citizens Last Bank, Giddy Hansack. Promised customers an end of speculation about where their money is, and we'll be sending everyone a map, some clues, and a small shovel before the summer is out. And there's still time to invest in the Burntwood Underground Mall plan for the outskirts of the city. Digging has already begun and 114 of the planned 118 retail units are still available. Details on sinkyourmoneyinyourhole.com. Farmer's Market News next. Pigs legs in, cows knees out. Sheep testes underpriced, shake them all about. Organophosphate's going up, turkeys gobbling down. Why not try farming trout? That's all from the Gray Water Money Blast with me, Nelson Arithmetic. Cram Badgerton. Cram Badgerton. God, where have I seen him before? Leave it, Tom. Will you? Okay. Can you please just drop it? Okay? Okay, buddy, please drop it. Ah, investments. Uh, we all need to plan for our financial future. Tom, what have you done to secure your financial future, given how old you must be now? Well, I uh, I, I don't know. I guess I have my here on City Radio pension coming up if, if I... Uh, if, I uh, <laughs> if you can keep getting shows to work on. Uh, now, look, I just go where I'm told, all right? Hey, I'm sorry, Tom. Just kidding, just kidding. But seriously, investments. Yeah, I did have a good collection of baseball trading cards from the 40s and 50s. Ooh, they can fetch a pretty penny if in good condition. Ah, well, you see, there's the rub. Yeah, I have to say, I never really recovered from losing all that money in real estate. Oh, you dabbled in the property market. Yes, housing developments in Eastern Europe, a place called Estonvolvia. Estonvolvia. Not sure I heard about that one, Tom. Yeah, I couldn't find it either, but the guy said something about the breakup of the Soviet Union and the new maps not being drawn up yet. It was it was a long time ago. Uh, sorry to hear that, Tom. Yeah, I, I lost everything. Well, investments can be tricky. And, yeah, and the company disappeared from their shed behind Big Emma's house of Like wax. I said, investments can be tricky. Yeah, it didn't even leave a forwarding address. <laughs> Which is why, as promised, we have Ellie Vapor, creator of the Playground Bully Accountant and the Pocket Money Guilt Trip, here to talk about her new app, Invest Emoji. Good afternoon, Sturgis. Hi, Ellie. Tom. Hello. Now, Invest Emoji. I've been using it for three weeks now, and I have to say this is truly amazing. Thank you, Sturgis. Invest Emoji was developed in response to the success of the Playground Bully and Guilt Trip apps. We knew that there was a massive potential market in preteen finances. 
And those apps are brilliant, showing the playground bully where his best revenue streams are and keeping track of his income. While the Pocket Money app is great for helping kids maximize the flow of family funds through emotional blackmail. You clearly believe it is important for kids to start understanding the world of finance while they are still young. Precisely. It's no good knowing your ABCs or the capital of Peru if you can't balance a profit and loss account or predict emerging markets and new technologies from the Far East. Lima. I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, Lima, that, that's the capital of Peru. Uh, Tom, a, uh, a young Baba Jobsky would have benefited from a financial app when you were mowing lawns. Or maybe you were the type of the lemonade stand. Uh, I did ferment some potatoes into vodka by accident uh, once, but uh, what's an app? <laughs> no, 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 seriously, an app. What is it? Uh, it's an application on a smartphone that enables a user to access or operate information and programs for specific specialized tasks. What in the hell are you talking about? You must have apps on your smartphone, Look, Tom. Can we just get back to Investemoji? Wait, wait a minute. A, a what phone? Look, I, I have to give another interview elsewhere after this one. And time is money. Ellie, please, please explain more. Investemoji is aimed at the under 12s. They can buy or sell shares in real time. And how are these trades financed? Our market research revealed that the average nine-year-old has access to their parents' financial information due to a careless digital online trail. Or they just copy down the numbers off credit cards they found in wallets left laying around. Or inside their parents' clothes and drawers. <laughs> How resourceful! And instead of graphs, numbers, and confusing data, there are emojis and memes that the kids understand, which in turn helps them complete real-time trades without having to scrutinize the market. It is truly ingenious. It certainly takes all the confusion out of buying and selling stocks and shares. As well as the obvious smiley and sad faces to show stocks rising and falling, we have things like a shrug for new unknown stock or an angry beaver meme for when a company seems to be eating too quickly through its capital. I love it. It is so simple. It's fun, too. The kids don't get bored, and it keeps them out of your hair while they earn money. <laughs> right? Right. I just love the dancing sausage who's on fire. He warns you that a stock is getting too hot too fast. Or this hedgehog getting splattered by a semi when the company has failed by not watching out for the competition. There's a meme for every situation. We have five- and six-year-olds who can operate this app and who are already creating a secure financial future for themselves. Five- and six-year-olds, you say? We do know of one four-year-old <laughs> who uses. Hey, Tom, uh, you care to take a look at this? I mean, you should be able to grasp how it works. Yeah, okay, sure. Here, use my phone. The pictures are so bright and obvious. It is all so simple, all at the touch of a this button. This is this is like a magic box, this this what phone. I moved all of my investments to your app, Ellie. I was so confident in it. Is this is this how you do it? Am I doing it right? No verification needed once you're in. Oh look! Look, a rabbit bouncing out a trampoline. Careful, Tom. Your fingers are bigger than the average eight-year-old. Oh look, you can make him bounce higher if you touch him. That's volatile stock there, Tom. Whoa, look at him jump. Uh, you want to give that back to me right now? Now? Whee! Look at Mr. Bunny go! <laughs>
Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Babajowski. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Uh, the rabbit's gone. He, he fell through the bottom of the trampoline. Uh-oh. uh-oh, what? Oh, look. He turned into a cartoon floating angel rabbit. Oh, give me that back. And, and now here's Wiley Coyote with some TNT. Uh, oh, no. You lost half my stocks. You lost half my stocks and moved the rest to lima beans? You moved my money to lima beans, stop! Well, they, are those the beans that come from Peru? There is nothing left of my other stocks! Hey, hey now, Sturgis. Now look, it's not my fault my fingers are fleshy. Oh, you can, you can get it back, right? You can get my money back, right? You can get it back! Uh, we did cut some corners with that side of things. Oh! Let's all calm down. Just, just take it easy. You fucking idiot, Baba Jobsky! Security to floor. Security to floor. Uh, let's see what we can do. Okay, cut, people. Cut. I guess it's over to you, Tom. Again. Okay, well, well, greetings, lad lovers, and welcome to Sturgis's Make More Money magazine here on Huron City Radio. I guess it should be TM4 uh, right now. And uh, Next up is Cram Badgerton here to talk about the new business group in the Greywater area, the Traders Without Added Taxes Symposium, or TWATS for short. Afternoon, Tom. Uh, no, you don't mind me uh, referring to your symposium as a, as a group of... Twats, do you? Nope. We are proud to be twats. Can you explain what being a twat is all about? Well, as you know, Tom, the government likes to get his hands on the working man and businessman's money. We aim to find as many unnecessary taxes added to all levels of the business process and find ways to lessen and eliminate them while finding loopholes to avoid them altogether. Oh, I see. So it's, it's about making more money, then. It is a Make More Money magazine you're hosting, Tom. And your group of twats is all about paying less taxes. That's what being a twat is all about. And now, some might say that taxes are needed for infrastructure, schools, services for those who need it, and well, they're the foundations of a functioning society. If you're in our group of twats, you care about keeping that money to yourself. And that, you know, taxes actually keep all the systems running, and that you twats need to have businesses in the first place. If you're a twat, you don't believe that. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, uh, the the Greywater area is an expanding group of twats, it uh, it uh, says here on you. Yes, we are now the biggest group of twats in the Great Lakes region. And that's uh, that's uh, quite a claim. Now, uh, Cram, how do you become a twat? Oh, you simply have to adhere to the twats core principles, sign up, pay your annual subscription. Oh, so it's not free. How much does it cost to be a twat? Well, for small companies, it's $3,000 a year, increasing oh. in increments with each... Wait a minute. Just to be a twat? There are lots of benefits involved. That sounds like a big con. You're beginning to sound like a con man. You know what? I have met you before. Oh, not that again, Tom. Cram Badgerton. Hey, you. Your name is like, like, like that guy 
Krim Bodgerton. Uh, I'd like to get back to my bunch of twats, if I may. Yeah, you're Krim Bodgerton. Oh, never heard of him. Who sold real estate. M Mugs game, real estate. Real estate from Estonvolvia. <laughs> a nice place. Which was a made-up country. Lovely people, the uh, Estonvolvian. It's you. No, Tom, I'm Cram. Cram Badgerton. You took my money, you little shitbag. Calm down, Tom. Your secretary said you were eaten by wolves. Yes. Poor Clem. It was a That's messy... It. I'm calling 911. What? I lost all my savings with you. <laughs> that was all your savings? Uh, uh <clears throat> oops. See? It was you. Krem, 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 whoever the hell you are. More like a... Oh, hello? 911 operator. What is your emergency? I'd like to speak to a policeman. Now hang on, Tom. What is your emergency? Someone has stolen all my savings. Hey, uh, where's Sturgis? Your savings? Hold on, just checking your location. I'm gonna go find Sturgis. Now you stay the fuck where you are. I'm sorry? Oh, no, not not you. But but yes, you, you stay there too. I meant the thief. I was telling the thief to stay the fuck where he is. The thief is there? Is the theft happening now? Uh, no, no, it, it happened nearly 20 years ago. What? You aren't making much sense. It was in this little shed behind Big Emma's. He, he did a presentation selling real estate in Estonvolvia. Estonvolvia. Yeah, it's not even a real country. I'm sending a patrol car to your location. Whoa, I'm out of here. It's an offense to waste police time. Dear Lord, what now? Hey, hey, come back Dude, here. Come on, Tom. Let go of his legs. Get off! He took my money! Okay, prepare for credits. All right, where's my pound of flesh? Ow, hey, stop biting! Enough, people, enough. Just... Eston fucking Bolvia! Just end it. Oh, Jesus Christ, Baba Jobski. You have been listening to Shore Leave with Tom Bobajomsky, Episode 2, Sturgis's More Money Matters Magazine. You heard the voices of me, Tom Bobajomsky, Jake Buckley as Sturgis, Aisha Candisha as Ellie Vapor and Telephone Operator, Sean Michaels as Cram Badgerton, Gonzo Gonzalez as Nelson Arithmetic, and Marty Starsky as The Floor Manager. The show was written, directed, produced, and edited by Daniel Williams. Sturgis's More Money Matters magazine was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Media production for Huron City Radio. And after that live broadcast of the Lord Mayor's Bingo and Bagel fundraiser, we stay with culture on Huron City Radio with this week's edition of Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts. Hello and good evening and welcome to Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts. Tonight, we are lucky to have a special co-host, special indeed, 
Tom Bobajowski. Why, uh, thank you. Who will be part of Wanker's Review of Arts. <laughs> review panel <laughs> along with local art critic and macrame expert Patricia Klump. Hilary Capillary <laughs> will be here with the Greywater Area Arts Roundup. While later, a Wanker's Review of Arts exclusive. <laughs> is I will be interviewing critically acclaimed young director Hebden Alexander, who will be here to talk about what the hell is going on, Baba Jobski? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please, continue. As I was saying, here on Wanker's Review of Art, we have... We have Hebden's Alexander to talk about the closing film in his award-winning trilogy. <laughs> God damn it, Boba Jobski. I, I, look, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wanker's review of farts. What? <laughs> Reviewing farts. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It just, you have to understand it. It sounds My like... inhaler. Now. Please, Marty. We're sitting, we're sitting in a studio. We're sitting in the studio talking about toots. Here. Here's your inhaler. Oh, Jesus. I told you. I told you not to book him. Turn to Hillary. Quickly no. now. What now? It's not time. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Hello! Hi! Welcome to Hillary Capillary's Roundup of What's On in the Arts of Huron City and the Greywater Area. Some disappointing news to start with. The Huron City Civic Theater and Livestock Market has had to pull its new musical, John Boy's Coming Home, The Zombie Waltons on Ice, after some potentially venue-closing copyright issues. Instead, they will be running last year's hit, Seven Brides Wed Their Seven Brothers, until they run out of tickets. Or brothers. Coming up all next week downtown, it's the 33rd annual Huron City Arts Drop, where businesses display artwork outside their premises by local artists in an attempt to brighten up the place and spread a little thoughtful creativity in the town, only to be met with hissy fits and petulant comments such as, Is this what passes for art these days? Or, I can't even tell what it is. Why can't they paint something nice like a horse? The winner is the last piece of artwork standing that hasn't been defaced or destroyed by drunken vandalism or some repressed, self-entitled boomers. Finally, Huron City's very own Broadway star returns to an all-gala reception dinner at the Yakety Yak Club's Conference Center and Bargain Storage facility on 7th and Hoax. Bruce Frenulum played understudy to the man who held the ladder in the storming of the Bastille in the long-running Les Miserables. He is the first person from Huron City to appear on Broadway since Susan Trout's memorable, if short-lived, role as the cat on a hot tin roof back in 55. Tickets cost $6.25 and are on sale at all good late-night garages. That's all from me, Hillary Capillary. Another Grey Water Area Arts Roundup next week. Thank you.
I, I'm sorry. No, no, no more. I, I agree. It's not funny. <laughs> no, <clears throat> I'm sorry. You're right. It, it's it's childish. <clears throat> Thank you to Hillary. And now it's that time on Wayne's Wayne's Arts Review. It's, see that? That's that's better. Where we take an in depth look at the offerings from artists and creatives in the area. Joining me tonight is resident macrame Duyan at Huron City's Craft Hut Supreme and part-time art critic for the Huron City Bugler, a Patricia Klump. And, and me, Tom Babajomsky. Yes, and you. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you for having me on tonight, Wayne. It is such a delight to be back. Well... Tonight, the panel will be discussing Ron Chino's exhibition of paintings at the Hamilton's Abattoir Gallery, entitled The Dumb Freighter, as well as looking at Bondor Theatre's production of the long-running crime and mystery play The Rabbit's Snare. This famous play was written over eight decades ago by British crime writer and legend Dame Margaret Spatch, and has been running in theatres continuously ever since. But, to begin with, we look at the first book of poems from a young, rising Huron City poet with a volume simply called Grey by Courtney Taylor. Hey, you know, so how come I don't ever get my work on here? I, I write poems, you know. <laughs> oh, You've never heard Tom's Poetry Pocket? Not if it's on your show, I haven't. Uh, what, you've never listened to Midnight, The Midnight Hour? This is a show about the arts, Tom. Balls to the period. Oh, Patricia, what did you make of Courtney Taylor's work? Well, Wayne, I found it refreshing that such a young voice could capture the essence and nuance of the Greywater area so originally and creatively. Any particular favorites stand out? I am left with the image of that burnt-out food truck behind the waffle factory after an empty night out sampling the nocturnal life of downtown. Ah, yes. I know the one, entitled Huron City. It's a pity. If I may read the lines from the second stanza. Stanza? What's that? A verse, Tom. A stanza is like a verse. Why not call it a verse, then? Tom. I thought you knew more about the arts. Look, I just go where I'm told. <clears throat> well, from Huron City, It's a Pity by Courtney Taylor. Coney, Coney, you leave me very lonely. Uh, that's not even a proper rhyme. Without your bun, you are no fun. What does that even mean? You're chilly. Looks silly upon the floor, and your mustard does not cut it with me anymore. What the f- I get the sense of young life, disillusioned with a paradigm of nocturnal enjoyment she has been indoctrinated with via social media and tradition. Oh, yes, quite. The coney being the substitute image of the phallus. The phallus that has pursued her all evening in the guise of drunken males. And now, without its clothing, it's nothing but a skinny pink wiener. Are you shitting my pips? 
<clears throat> Sorry about the language, listeners. Yeah, I'd be apologizing for the language in those poems, too. Careful now. Why you should stifle a young talent with comments like that. Well, how old is she? Only 19. 19? And she comes across like she's just learned the alphabet. Hey, don't speak about my niece like that. Oh, ho, ho, so it's your niece, is it? Uh, no wonder I can't get my poems on this show. Now, look here. All the work on this show is down to merit. Merit, my f- ferret. I suppose the painter Ron Chino is your brother. No, he is not. Brother-in-law, if you must know, but... Ah, that's outrageous. But I don't commission what we review. Well, apparently no one does. Uh, These poems are terrible. How about this one called On the Waterfront? My favorite ship has to be a freighter, just as my favorite vegetable has got to be a nice potato. Such brave words. Uh, It doesn't even fit properly. Scan, you mean. Scan. You said you were a poet, Tom, but you know nothing of poetical terminology like stanza or scan. I doubt you've ever written a poem. Uh, Weren't you listening? Tom's Poetry Pocket. Calm down, Tom, please. All right. All right. uh, You will hear one. This one is called Farewell. To say farewell with simple ease, to say goodbye as if a breeze. If heart were light, then parting might be lost of power like fading light. Yet tears shall fall when time to go, and rivers deep are last to show. Oh, uh, well, that is reasonable. Um, well, yes, moving on. Better than fucking conies. The rabbit snare, a British theatrical institution, then has traversed the globe, playing in the theatres from Timbuktu to Wallamazoo, from Karkakis to Algonacas. The amazing fact about the rabbit snares, the understanding and loyalty of fans and audience members who have never revealed the murderer to this enduring and revered whodunit. But Patricia, what did you make of the barn door's take on the 1930s Devon estate of Lord Bleacher, where the original play is set? I thought, given their limitations, they made a reasonable attempt. Their use of forklift pallets and plywood to recreate the sumptuous sitting room of Lord Bleacher's manor house was, well, an attempt. But I, I did love the use of color in the costumes, even if Lady Bleacher looked like she was a dancer at the Whiskey A Go-Go in 1966. Like you, I think they made the most of what they have, but I was especially pleased to see they had lost none of the suspense, the mystery that accompanies all of Margaret Spatch's plays. Tom, if I could, or even should, come to you... What? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's been a long time since I've been to the theater. And this is the first time I've been where the cast outnumber the audience. But you know what? I enjoyed it. You know, I like a good who did it. Who done it? What? Who done it? Why, I I, I didn't think we were meant to say. Well, I I was as surprised as anyone to find out it was Lord Bleacher's cousin, Sir Edward Scrode, who had murdered the ambassador in the the greenhouse with a lot of geranium. Oh, what? What? What have you done? Well, well you just asked me who done it. 
Um, maybe I should. What did go. you just do? Well, you asked oh. me who done it. I mean, do do you, you need your inhaler again? You, you, flaming idiots, Baba Jobsky. Toodaloo. I'm finished. I'm, I'm finished. Not again. Quickly, Wayne, take this. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no one's Steady, come Wayne. on my show again. Baba fucking Jobski. Okay, you fuck a Baba fucking Jobski. I'm going to kick cut. your ass. Push your luck, Tom. I'm warning you. Concentrate. Welcome back to, well, uh, I, I guess now it's Tom Babajonski's review of The Arts. See, an extra word makes all the difference. Ha! Amateurs, eh? Well, and as promised, we have an interview with young film director originally from the Greywater area, Hebden Alexander. Welcome, Hebden. Uh, hello, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me. I have been, uh, you're here to talk about your uh, film called Trilogy. Uh, no, it's the last film in a trilogy. What? This film is called Lilac's Lament, and it's the third film in a trilogy. Okay, so it's not called Trilogy. Right. But uh, Lilac's Lament. Uh, correct. Uh, the first film being Lilac's Leaving and Lilac's Love is the second. So these are films about, what, flowers? Lilac is the name of the female character whose life the three films follow. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, have, you, uh, have you ever seen the films, Tom? Oh, dear me, no, no. I, I don't get time to get to the cinema out on the little gray ship. Oh, I see. Yeah, and plus it was Wayne who should have been interviewing you. Where is Wayne, anyway? Uh, the last time I went to the cinema was, gosh, probably in the early 80s. Uh, he has the questions you should Tootsie, be Tootsie, it was called. And you know what? It wasn't even about the almost chocolate tasting taffy no it was a it was a man in a dress mr babajobski yeah well enough about tootsies you're here to talk about your, your lilac trilogy yes so uh what's it about well primarily the trilogy is an odyssey following the life i'm sorry of a, a, a what a see an odyssey oh i see like the uh the sargasso sea or the baltic what? sea uh, no an, an odyssey, uh, the story of one woman's spiritual quest from a childhood of alienation as the daughter of a soldier abroad. Wait, so it's not based on, on your life. It's about a woman called Lilac. How can it be about my life? But were, your, were your parents soldiers? No. Well, so what do they do? One is a lecturer. The other works for a... This, this is not important. Uh, okay, so, so this is this is based on a real person, though, right? No. Lilac is a character. Uh, okay, a female character whose dad is in the army, and she, she's alien. Yes, now you're getting it. Yeah, but see, I don't think you are. What do you mean? 
Well, how can you claim to make a film about someone who, who's not you, has had a fictitious life that you've not had? Orson Welles hadn't owned a newspaper when he made Citizen Kane. I'm sorry, horse and what? Steven Spielberg isn't even an extraterrestrial. Well, no, I never said he was. But you are saying I can't make a film about something I'm not. Well, not really, no. I, I mean... Look, look, I could make a film about life in radio or, or the many places I've been in the world. You know, I was in the Merchant Navy. I tried well, the circus. Well, that's all very great and all, but I am here to talk about my film. It's an award-winning trilogy, uh, you know. All right, all right. So, so, so what did you do before you made uh, films? And, and so you, you, you must have done something, Hebden. I, I mean, experienced life to be able to tell such a story. I mean, what did you do after you graduated from high school? After I grad, I went, I went to film school. Film school. Yes, film school. Straight after high school. That's right. Uh, straight after high school. So no jobs, no travel, no nothing. Well, we did go to Europe. Oh, you backpacked around Europe, uh, all on your uh, own? Um, no. My family has property in the south of France. Uh, look, can can we get back to my film? Oh, uh, how how informative and character building for the young filmmaker. Uh, but I mean, you must have worked, right? You, you had a job in college, like you know, I had to uh, before they, well, before they kicked me out of college for never attending class. No. No, no, no. You 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 didn't work. Why not? I had an allowance. <laughs> I I see. <laughs> so wait a minute. Let me get this straight, Hebden. You you left high school. You you went straight to film school, and then what? You, you worked as an errand boy on a film set. You you worked your way up through the ranks. No, I got to make films. Uh, my screenplays and directing got me noticed, and and I was lucky. Lucky. Uh, yes, I did know some people. Yeah, don't tell me. Just like Wayne Kerr and his niece and brother-in-law getting plugs and exposure um, on his show. It was, wasn't it? Look, my mom was a lawyer for a film studio. She mm. knew a lot of people. Well, fuck my old boots. Same old, same old. Hey, it's Evan. not my fault my family were connected. You know, when I started at Huron City Radio, I had to clean the toilets. I had to wipe the brow of sweaty producers. You know, I had to fetch coffee and bagels until my fingers... Until my fingers had had enough of carrying coffee and bagels. Can we get back to Lilac's Lament, please? You know, you have no right making a film. What? A worthless, self-indulgent film that w would never have got made had it not been for You haven't even seen it. Yeah, I don't need to see it to know uh, what it's look, like. Look, I'm... I'm bailing yeah, here. People like you make me sick with your pretentious you, nonsense. You... Are a joke. You know what? Why doesn't somebody make a film yeah, Marty, about me? Marty, I'm I'm done. Sorry, I'm done. About my travels. You know, so I've been sorry. to Marrakesh, sailed the six seas. No more here on I sang on stage in London's Turn. East End. Can you struggles, the adventures? That's a real life you should Turn. make a film about. Please. Fucking nepotistic hey. bullshit. Run crazy. Yeah, we people. might as well be reviewing farts. One chance. You have one last chance, Baba Jobski. You have been listening to Shore Leave with Tom Babajowski, Episode 3, Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts. You heard the voices of me, Tom Babajowski, Scott Joseph as Wayne Kerr, Gonzo Gonzalez as Hebden Alexander, 
Suzanne Moore O'Brien as Patricia Klump, Leah Gray as Hillary Capillary, and Marty Snarsky as the floor manager. The show was written, directed, produced, and edited by Daniel Williams. Wayne Kerr's Review of Arts was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Media production for Huron City Radio. And now, before the Inner City Shuffleboard and Pickleball results, we have this Saturday's edition of Out and About with Audrey. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Audrey's Out and About with me, Audrey, where today we are coming from the Huron City Museum of Wind. I'm standing on the entrance steps waiting for my uh, co-host, Tom Babadowski. Fortunately, oh, <laughs> dearing me, I, uh, I mean unfortunately, he hasn't shown up yet. Hey! Oh, is this... Is this Babajowski now? Audrey, hey, wait up. Damn it. It's me. Ah, Tom, so... Made it. So glad you could make it. Yeah. Ooh, I couldn't find it. I I, I asked for directions, but I, I asked... <laughs> I asked for the Huron City Museum of Wind. Museum of Wind? Yeah, but it's wind. Oh, no. Here we go. You know, like lead and lead... I'm sorry, Tom. We have to get going. Yeah, they're spelled the same, but you say them with different sounds. Hello, Audrey. I thought I'd come and see what had happened to you. Your producer said you were already here. Uh, this happened. Lead, lead. They sound totally different. I mean, how are you supposed to know which one it is or not? Wine? Wind? How can there be a museum of wine? Oh, I forgot you had a co-host. As I was saying... This week's Out and About with Audrey. And Tom. What? It's Out and About with Audrey and Tom. <sighs> and Tom. As I was trying to say, in this week's Out and About, I am joined... We are joined. ...by the Director of Operations for the Museum, Albert Moody. Welcome, Audrey. We are very happy you've chosen to feature us on your show this week. I'm glad we could finally make it, Albert. Now... This museum has been in your blood for quite a while, hasn't it? Ah, yes, Audrey. My great-great-grandfather started this museum with funds from what was then the Huron City Endowment for Unspecified Pursuits. He was a famous explorer and hunter of anything that moved as well, or so I've been told. Indeed he was. He also set up the first Midwest Ivory Exchange, and once he'd sold that, he turned his attention to wind. How fascinating. What made him turn his attention to collecting winds? Well, on his many travels, he experienced the wonderful variety of winds from all over the world. Hey, I've traveled too. And he wanted to bring those experiences of the world's winds back to his hometown of Huron City. 
from the angry Biamo of Cuba to the biblical Kasmin in Egypt. Yeah, I'll tell you, I had some dodgy falafel in Cairo back in 88. Fascinating. Uh, now that produced some incredible work. Uh, I understand Cleveland Moody also tried other ventures around the same time. Indeed he did. Cleveland Moody II was a great innovative mind, creating jobs and bringing visitors to the city. Not only did he construct this wind museum, but he opened the workhouse for unwed mothers, the indoor lamp-lit bear-baiting pit, first of its kind, as well as the lighthouse bordello. Wow, that is quite a legacy from one man. <laughs> yes, indeed. But unfortunately, this museum of wind is all that is left of that legacy. It's a shame that not all his projects survived. Although I heard if you go up to the lighthouse at the weekend with a flashlight and spell out seagull in Morse code that, that you might... Uh... Yes, yes. It's such a shame that nothing survived with this museum. Hey, hey it's, it's you. Graham, what are you Tom, doing here? Tom Babajowski, I heard you were coming. Oh, hello. Yeah, yes, it's, it's me, Tom. Tom Babajowski. Graham, we'll record it. Uh, hello. And who are you? Do you work here? Yes, yes, that's right. Sort of. He is the intern. I love your show, Tom. When I heard you were coming, I just had to try to meet you. (laughs) Well, it's nice to meet you too, Grayson. It's Graham. Haven't you got some exhibits to attend to, Graham? Hey, wasn't it you who sent me that Greek regale from your gift shop? I did. Yeah, back the, the week that the museum sponsored the Midnight Hour. Yes, that's right. Oh, I didn't know we sponsored the Midnight Hour. Um... Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea. Oh, well, no one ran it by me. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps it's I a good time. I not have agreed to being on that show, Graham. You weren't around that day perhaps to ask. Perhaps this is a good time. A uh, great little breeze. You really broke the summer evening. A good time to catch up on what else I is happening. I can make sure you don't see out your internship if you try anything like that again, Graham. Yes, oh, okay, Mr. Moody. Uh, what okay. else is happening if you are out and about? Yeah, I'll have to make sure I check out the gift shop. If you are out and about. This week in the Greywater area. Sure, just with, come and find me later, Tom. With Teddy Tulips with his out and about roundup for this week. Well, I guess it's that time when. when you find out what's out and about if you're going out and about while you're out and about in Huron City and the surrounding. Greywater area. Next weekend sees the final of the Scare the Crows Scarecrow Competition. We'll be at the culmination of the 7th Fort Rat Shipfield Scarecrow Convention. Over 12,000 crows are set to be released, and the 10 finalists will have just two hours to stone as many to death that come within a two-yard radius of their unconvincing scarecrow costumes. actually goes to this crap. The winner gets to wear their costume for 12 months and as many crows as they can eat. Wonderful. And it's that time of year again when the fish flies come to town. Jeez. Already? The annual Silver Wings Fish Fly Festival takes place in Moreland Plaza. As usual, organizers are looking for host families to accommodate traveling fish flies and their entourages when they descend on the Greywater area. So, 
Could anyone with a spare porch light or stagnant water butt please contact Silver Wings organizer Kate Harrowing in her fishfly-themed hut by the abandoned chicory factory? If you're madder than the March Hare in Madtown, that is. Finally, don't forget that Goat Night is coming soon! Hooray! Can't wait. Where people from all over the Great Lakes region will descend upon Huron City with goats large and small. Drinking starts early with beer and bacon, plus whiskey on your moonshine cord flakes, and continues until you pass out, fight, or drown. Promises to be really great, and even better if you actually like goats. So, if you're out and about, that's what's out and about. That's all from me, Teddy Tulips. Until next week, when I'll be doing this again, and again, and again. Thanks, Teddy. Now, back to the Huron City Museum of Wind, where we are inside the main exhibit area, and I'm talking with Chief Curator and Operations Manager, Albert Moody. And me, Tom Baba Johnson. Who is going to talk about their latest exhibit, The Battle of the Winds. Sounds amazing. Yes, it is something we are very proud of. This is the first time any wind-themed attraction in the Great Lakes area has offered such an exciting spectacle. So, wait a minute. You get to fight winds? Unfortunately not. We had to cease our plans to offer wind wrestling ever since we lost our cleaner to a Kazari from Baku. After they forgot to wear their safety harness when they were tidying up the exhibits. Oh god, that's terrible. Yes, quite a mess for the other cleaners to deal with. Uh, bits of skin everywhere. But, uh, coming back to the Battling Winds exhibit, What can people expect to see if they come down to check it out? Well, Audrey, starting next week, we have the dry and dusty threat of Harmattan from West Africa taking on the mighty squalls of the uh, Pampero from South America. Oh, that sounds very exciting. Where do these Battle of the Winds take place? We have a purpose-made arena from a converted gymnasium salvaged from the burnt-down Southern Huron City High School. So how the hell do you get the winds in there? Uh, I was coming to that. Yeah, I I know. I saw your clipboard. So, Albert, how do you get the winds in there? Surely you don't have the entire entire wind removed removed from from their natural natural habitat. habitat. Stop reading from my clipboard. No one gave me one. Maybe if you turned up on time. Look, I just go where I'm told, okay? Fine. Here, take it. Take it. Uh, Oh, really? (laughs) So where were we, Albert? Uh, How do you get the winds in here? Surely, that's it. Surely surely you don't have the entire wind removed from the natural habitat. No, of course not. Our expert wind gatherers collect an essence of the wind from its location and bring it back here. Wind gatherers? Where they are nurtured and matured into significant winds here in our conservation facility. Wait a minute, so you're removing winds from their place of origin and bringing them back here to make money off them? Well, we don't quite see it like that. You're depleting wind stocks from the environment? 
these were not the questions we had agreed to, remember? We have a breeze for everyone. Give me that back. Ow! My fingers. Uh, Albert, what can the public expect to see if they come to the Battle of the Winds? Uh, they can expect to witness something they won't usually see when they are out and about in Huron City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Albert. <laughs> hey, what, what's this room? Oh, now come away, Tom. You have a lot of empty rooms in this museum. That is the Storm Chamber exhibit. We just changed out a typhoon from the Western Pacific for a cyclone from the Sea of Japan. Yeah, I can't see anything in there. Uh, do you usually see winds, Tom? No, but what's the point if you, if you, can't, if you can't even see it? Uh, stop that, Tom. There must be something in here. to finish this off professionally, you idiot. Well, hey, that's not very nice. <clears throat> uh, hello, and uh, welcome back. You're listening to Out and About with, uh, well, with me, Tom Babajowski. Uh Today we're coming to you from the Huron City Museum of Wind. I mean, uh, wind. Uh, now we're down in the uh, vast basement and storage area while they uh, <clears throat> tidy up in the uh, main floor upstairs. Uh, down here with me is Graham. Hello. Uh, who is uh, now uh, temporarily in charge. That's right. Uh, so, uh, Graham, what's down here? It's, it's all a bit dark. Down here are all the museum's collection of winds, not currently on display or on loan. It's pretty sad. Sad? Winds get sad? Well, wouldn't you be sad if you were used to roaming free and now you're stuck in a Huron City basement? I guess I never thought of it like that. In here, see see this little helm? Uh, no, not, not Used really. Used to be roaming over the beautiful Cumbrian countryside in northern England. Uh, oh, yeah, right. And this one? Uh, like before, Graham, I, I really can't see anything. A lonely Sarma, thousands of miles away from its home. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty sad, all right. Pining for southern Siberia. So what, they, they just hang around in these rooms? Oh, some don't even get a room. They have to make do with large boxes. Really? Yeah. It's bad. I often come down here just to keep them company. It's not right. They shouldn't be here. Yeah, well, uh, I, I guess not. Some days when I'm down here, I think about setting them free. Oh my god, that, that would be absolutely bonkers. Maybe. Total chaos. But you agree, don't you, Tom? about how these winds should be free. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. 
You remember upstairs? You were there. You saw how free and happy those winds were. I, I, I guess they did seem happy. We could do that for all of these winds, Tom. Really? You know what it's like to be free, out on the water watching the winds and the waves. Well, it, it is kind of beautiful out there. Free as the wind. Isn't that how the saying goes, Tom? I, I, I think I get where you're coming from. I have keys. Uh, what? No, uh, Grayson. Graham. Come on, Tom. Take these. These unlock all the rooms on the east side. No, 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 you, you can't. Come on, Tom. You're a pirate of the airwaves, broadcasting unhindered, free as the wind. Yeah, I, I guess I am, now that you put it like that. You wouldn't want to be locked away in a tiny room. No, God, of course not. Or even worse, a box. No way, a box? You'd want someone to set you free, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's free the winds. <clears throat> I mean, let's free the winds. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for this for months. Whoa there. Well, if, if any listeners are, are still there, th this was out and about with Tom Babajomsky coming from God, what, what used to be the Huron City Museum of Wind. Babajomsky? Babajomsky! Uh, hang on, listeners. Give me that microphone. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Give it here. Hey, no, that, that's mine. That's it. That's it. Back to the fucking little gray boat, you complete and utter useless cunt. You have been listening to Shore Leave with Tom Babajomsky, Episode 4, Out and About with Audrey. You heard the voices of me, Tom Babajomsky, Sarah Propotnik as Audrey, Jake Buckley as Albert Moody, Anson Pavlov as Graham, Owen McIntyre as Teddy Tulips, and Marty Snarsky as the floor manager. The show was written, directed, produced, and edited by Daniel Williams. Out and About with Audrey was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Media production for Huron City Radio.